Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today. And we're live. Hello. How are you? What's up? I'm okay. Aside from the fact that I have COVID. Yeah, as it's, do you. <laughs> it's a downside to life. Yeah. Happy 2024. And yes, COVID. New Year's sick us. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, we're pushing through. It's really not as bad as it was last time, at least for me. I feel like for me, it's worse than it was the yeah. first time I got it. Because the first time I had it, I was basically symptom free. Yeah, um, that's, what, I'm, <laughs> that's yeah. what I was about to say. I was like, you were asymptomatic. I was so mad at you. Sorry. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but here we are. In any case, your sister's wedding that we attended was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Went off without a hitch. No hitches very, at that wedding. It was very fun. We danced all night long. Everyone was very impressed with Alex's dance moves. Yep. It I, was... I mean, I was essentially doing like a CrossFit workout. That's what it felt like. We were definitely in pain the next day, not even just because we were drinking a lot, but but just because like it was kind of a workout that it was. we did. I was giving it so much effort that I couldn't drink more. Like my body was like, we are in like fight or flight. We can't take in liquid. Well, hey, you did it right. I and guess so. In any case, we are now suffering a little bit with COVID, which means that this week I'm going to be telling you stories from Reddit Let's Not Meet. Which is a new concept for us, but... Yeah, it's something I've know. been wanting to do for a while because... I've heard Let's Not Meet stories before, and also I just love listening to people talk about like Reddit stories like this. Um, so I definitely have been looking forward to doing something like this. And also it worked out because I, I couldn't research a full story this week because my brain is working at about 50%. Yeah, it's, so, it's taken a vacation. Yeah. But even still, I have some really great stories for you this week, and I'm excited to talk about them. Let's talk about them. Let's then. talk about them then. Wait, before we talk about it, should I let people know what Reddit Let's Not Meet is? Probably. Let's do that. Yeah. So I don't. You don't know what it is? I mean, I assume that it's a Reddit thread where people talk about crazy shit that happened to them, but I don't know what the specific subreddit is about. Yeah. So Let's Not Meet is a subreddit where people post true stories that they have experienced, whether it's like a creepy encounter with somebody or something like that. It's it's basically just like, hey, I had this really terrifying experience and let's not meet again. Like, let's never do this again kind of thing. Fair enough. But yeah, they're true stories because I know some some subreddits are like fictional, but this isn't one of those. I see. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about it. This first one was posted five years ago. So last night, I was at a classmate's house working on a group project we have due tomorrow. I live in an apartment in the town where our university is located, and my classmate lives at his parents' house, which is in the foothills just outside of town. In order to get to the house, you have to drive along a relatively secluded and narrow two-lane road for about five to six miles. We started working on the project at about 6 p.m., and I ended up hanging around for a while after we had finished our working, so I left his house pretty late at about 11 and started down the road back towards town. I didn't realize how tough it would be to navigate the road at night. There was no streetlights, and the road was unkempt and riddled with potholes. 
On top of this, I had no cell service, so I had to drive very slowly to make sure I didn't blow out one of my tires since I had used my spare a couple of weeks back. Oh no. I figure I was about three miles from the house when I rounded a tight corner and saw a pickup truck with a camper shell parked diagonally across the road. The manner in which it was parked completely impeded my path, and I couldn't drive around it because there was a gully on both sides of the road. The only way for me to go at this point was backwards, where there was a pull-off that I could use to turn my car around. At first, I couldn't see inside the cab, but when I turned on my high beams, I saw that there was a man slouched over in the driver's seat, his head resting against the steering wheel as if he had been knocked out after a bad accident. I immediately sensed something was wrong. The way his car had just coincidentally come to rest in a position that totally blocked the road was a big red flag for me. I heard stories of people playing dead in the road as a way to lure unsuspecting people out of their cars so they could rob them. I decided, quote-unquote, fuck this shit, and elected to go back to my classmate's house and explain what was going on. I threw the car into reverse and kept my eyes darting back and forth between my rear view and the truck. I looked and saw that I was almost to the pull-off where I could turn around. When I looked back, my heart skipped about five beats. The man who had been slouched over in the driver's seat was now walking at my car at a hurried pace, while a few other men jumped out of the camper shell and started moving toward me as well. Oh my god, three people? Four people? Yeah. Dude, this is terrifying. Yep, and a very secluded dark road. Yeah, no. I panicked and accelerated backwards into the pull-off, which messed up the undercarriage of my car pretty bad. As I put it into drive, the guy was already at my passenger side door, tugging on my handle, which, thank the Lord, was locked. I only caught a brief glimpse of him, but his face appeared to be scabby and leathery, definitely a meth head or some sort of drug abuser. I sped away and didn't slow down at all until I reached the house, constantly checking my rear view to see if they were following. Thankfully, they didn't tell me, and when I reached the house, I explained what had happened to my classmate and we called the cops. I was grateful that my buddy's parents were kind enough to let me stay the night. They didn't find anyone on the road matching the description, but I filed an incident report and they told me they would be on the lookout for similar vehicles and suspicious activity. But holy shit, I'm still so shaken up over it. I keep getting the same adrenaline rush I got when I saw the guy charging me whenever I think about it. Yeah, I can't imagine. This person had the complete correct instinct, though. Absolutely. And just got the fuck out of there but this is such a weird thing they just play dead in the middle of the road i wonder if the guy was trying to slouch over as if he could like so he couldn't be seen and maybe or maybe no maybe they were trying to make it look like he had crashed because then that would make someone more likely to come over and like see if he's okay or like get out of the car you know but i mean at night i just call the cops yeah but even still like If you're sitting in your car and you're just like calling the cops, then these, you know, if you're not looking and they just rush your vehicle, that's terrifying. I mean, it's obvious that it was just they were trying to rob this guy or God only knows what. But yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I can't believe he got close enough to even try to open the door. Yeah. The guy was like jiggling his door handle. So clearly he was able to get in. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly he was able to function. (laughs) <laughs> yes, he was definitely not hurt. Yeah. He was. They were trying to rob him. But uh, yeah, it, I wonder how many people they have successfully done that to, you know? Clearly, that was a pretty yeah, well-oiled like coordinated. machine. Yeah, the guys in the back and the guy slouched in the front, they're 
completely blocking the road. That's yeah, I pretty mean, it's, smart, honestly. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, it's got to be scary enough to see one guy coming out, but then to see like a squadron oh come my out God. of the camper. I feel like I would immediately poop my pants. Yeah. Like that'd be poop then, on sight, you know? And then some more. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. that's story number one. Let's not meet again. Should we? Amen. Let's not ever yeah. meet again. All right, on to number two. This one is really also quite spooky. Okay. Um, this one was posted eight days ago. Oh, God. Uh, the user is Fred Balky, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was posted eight days ago. So that just adds to the spook for me, at least. Hey, y'all. This took place the summer of 2022, and I just never thought of writing down the story because I was so stunned that it happened to me. So every summer in my city, me and my friends like to make small campfires in chill, secluded areas because we don't want to drive an hour to an actual campsite and pay any campsite fee to do so. These also happen pretty spontaneously, so it's a nice last-minute hang to do. There's this one spot near my house that's located by a river that's really nice because no one usually goes there. The only thing to be worried about are bears, though, because living in the Pacific Northwest is challenging like that, and my house specifically is located right next to mountains and forest. So one particular night at 11 p.m., I decided to go ahead of my friends and meet them at the spot and set things up early because I want us to be chilling once they all get there. The spot I get to has a two-minute paved walkway I have to go through, and then I have to take a small trail ramping down the right side of the bridge that crosses over a river. Along this paved walkway are two lamps located at halfway and another at the start of the bridge slash ramp down to the campfire spot. I park my car at the beginning of the trail on the street and bring my campfire stuff like flashlight, lighter, small firewood, small shovel to dig out the pit, etc., And I get to the spot, and it's a really small sandy beach kind of embankment on the side of the river with a small waiting area for toddlers with their families during the hot summers. So I set up a chair, and I get to digging the pit with only my flashlight illuminating where I'm digging. I'm just shoveling the sand right next to me, nowhere near the water, but all of a sudden I hear a loud splash. A splash so loud that it can only come from something equally large like a two-hand-sized rock. I'm confused because I swear I'm not throwing sand into the water even though I'm only a few feet away. I shine my flashlight at the water and I don't see anything, so I kind of just brush it off thinking I'm hearing things. But as I keep shoveling a bit more, I hear another loud splash. At this point, I think something is falling from above because logically something must be falling into the water. I point the flashlight above where some trees are above the river and I don't see anything big enough to make a splash. So as I keep digging, with my heart rate kind of going at this point, I hear a rustling past the arch of where the bridge goes over the river. I quickly grab my light and shine it towards where I hear the rustling. I call out, hello? No response. In my head, if it were a bear, I should be getting out of there immediately, but there was no bear. Or no signs of anything, for that matter. So I tell myself I'm just hearing things now, because I've seen horror movies before, and now my mind is playing tricks on me. But I hear the noise again, and it clearly sounds like leaves being rustled, so I shine my flashlight over to the area again, and as I focus my eyes toward the illuminated area, I see the naked back of a man hunched over. 
I was kind of frozen in anxiety and stress because, honestly, of all the things I was to see, I didn't think I'd be seeing the naked back of a man. <laughs> Alex is raising his hand. Yeah, is he alone? Yes. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah. You see the naked back of a man, but not looking at you. No. Okay, I guess this is better than... It's not. Full frontal? No, it's not. Why? Just keep listening. Okay. From the quick analysis my brain could muster up, he looked to be mid-40s, shaved, not bald, and medium-ish build, like a mix between chubby and built. As I had my flashlight staying on his back, he started to stand up, and the first thing I noticed was that he wasn't wearing any pants either. My next reflex was to start packing up all my crap and getting the hell out of there because now I'm piecing in my head that he must have been throwing things into the water to scare or shoo me away. So after using my reflexive deductive skills, I proceeded to speed walk out of there with all of my stuff. I'm carrying all my things with me and briskly walking up the small ramp and I'm on the paved path now out of the forest. I can feel my heart beating in my chest and I'm frequently looking back to make sure I'm not being followed. I'm in Crocs, mind you, so I'm hoping that if I have to book it out of there, I'd regret not being in sport mode from the get-go. Sport mode. <laughs> I love when people say Crocs are in sport mode with the strap on the back. Oh God, I mean, I just go barefoot at that point. Yeah. So he had enough time to pack up his things. This guy just like wasn't looking at him. He only had like two or three things. He had like firewood and a lighter and a flashlight. But this guy isn't like he's just keeping to himself. Did he like so he, disappear into the night? He hears the sounds. He points his flashlight around and then sees a man hunched over. He can't even tell that he's fully naked yet. And as he's pointing the flashlight at him, he starts to stand up and he sees that this man is naked. So clearly this man is reacting to having a flashlight on him or something. Mm -hmm. And he's standing up. So this guy just immediately grabs his things and starts walking out of there. He's not really looking back at this point, it seems. Yeah. So anyway, why don't I keep going? I make it to the halfway point and a sense of relief starts setting in knowing I made it out safely of this very scary situation. But as I check behind me for the final time, I see something. Slowly, creeping over the ramp, is the naked man crawling on all fours as, he, as if he were a primate walking. His head was positioned toward me, looking at me as he made his way to the middle of the paved walkway. He slowly gets up from his stance and starts standing on his feet and positions his body to face me. After setting himself into his new position, this man starts running toward me. I freaking book it. I run as hard as I can down the path. My flashlight jumped out of my pocket and I lost it, but I didn't care because a whole naked ass man was chasing me at 11 p.m. at night in a secluded forest. I looked back for a split second and the man was still running toward me, still completely naked. He could have my flashlight for all I care. I wanted to make it out of this situation alive. I finally make it out of the forest and I run to my car, which is only 30 feet from the end of the forest. I desperately get to my car, and like a classic horror movie, I fumble with trying to get my key fob to unlock my car. I actually drop my keys and quickly think to myself, I'm actually dead. But I brush the thought off and pick them back up. I get my fob properly, unlock the doors, and throw my things into the back seat before getting into my car. This felt like an eternity, but in hindsight, it most likely took six seconds altogether. 
As I try to guide my key into the ignition, I am fixated on the end of the paved path that I was just at a few seconds ago, waiting to see if the naked man was still coming. I feel my key go into the ignition, and I switch my sights onto the road in front of me, and I zoom out of the area as fast as possible. As I drive away, I'm a good 30 seconds from the location of the horror that just took place, I get a call on my phone. It was my friends calling me, asking if I made it to the spot yet, and all I say to them is, guys, do I have a crazy story to tell you. They pull up to my house because, again, it was actually decently close to the campfire area, and I tell them the whole story the way that I just told it now. They swear that it was none of them trying to prank me or anything like that, and I also knew none of them would try to full sprint at me with their dong out. <laughs> but as we're talking it out in front of my house, there is a college student who looks like he's walking home that's going toward the direction of where I encountered the naked man. I yelled out to him, yo, be careful, there's a naked guy that was chasing me by the bridge that crosses over the river. He responds saying, oh, damn, really? I gotta go over that bridge to get home. And all I tell him is, good luck, man. <laughs> Jesus. The next day I reported it to the police by phone, but they sent over an officer so I could tell them in person and show them where in the area I saw these things. When we went back to see where I initially saw the man's back hunched over, they said they didn't see any trace of anyone being out there previously, but the officer said they would make note of it anyway in case it happens again. Some friends say it's a skinwalker. Others say, more realistically, it's either a homeless, mentally ill, or drunk-slash-high person. One theory I've heard my friends say is that it's a future version of me pulling a prank on my past version of me, because honestly, if time travel is real, I would totally screw with my younger self like that. So this is the only crazy let's not meet story I have, but damn, is it a story I will never forget. Yeah. I just, yeah, I want to know who it was. I don't. <laughs> you don't want to know, like, what was going on? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I would want to know <laughs> what, what you was... mean, no. I just mean that, like, if I were in that situation, I would not want to know who that man was. I would absolutely, like, I just want to know why a person would find themselves in the middle of the woods naked crunched over and then chasing a person i feel like there are you know, crazier things that happen yes but even then i want to know how somebody gets there like how do you like you go from you know being in grade school or something deciding what you <laughs> want to be when you grow up and in 15 years later you're in the woods yeah how do you naked? go from like eating eggs one morning to then like another night being naked in the woods at 11 p.m yeah i mean how did they get there also i totally didn't mean for this to happen but the first story and this story both happened at 11 p.m. and had to do with a man being hunched over. Well. Whoops. Nothing really good happens after, what, 10? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like past midnight is the saying, I think. But yeah. but still, after at dark. Night. Yeah. And in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the theme is in the in the dark in the middle of nowhere. Don't be there. Yeah, don't be there by yourself at least. Yeah, this is nuts. I just, I would never have gone in the woods by myself to set anything up. I guess he was just thinking like the scariest thing that could be out there is a bear, which is already quite scary. You know what? I'm more scared of the bear than this guy. Oh God. To be honest. I, I think honest, I'm equally scared. I mean, the bear is uh, larger. Like if you see a bear like this and they want to kill you, you're not running away from them. You can't run faster than a bear. No, that's true. I, I would be 
terrified to see a bear out there, of course, but also I would be terrified to see a naked man hunched over and then running at me. Yeah, but I just feel like as men go, I could probably outrun a good majority of them. Sure. I don't feel that way, though. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a runner. There's a chance you could outrun. There's a chance you could outrun some of them. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe I could turn into a... With a good head start. She's a a runner and a a track star. You are. She's a runner. She's a track star. I don't know what that is. It's a TikTok sound. I don't know. (laughs) How would I know? Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I just... I'm dumbfounded how somebody gets there, and it's just, it'll just be forever be a mystery what that was. Yeah, but I'm sure that they didn't uh, end up going camping that I, you night. Know, probably not that <laughs> night, but that was an area that they frequented because it was like right by their house. Clearly, yeah. that kid who was walking by was just about to go over that bridge, and he was like, "Hey, just heads up, there's a naked guy over there who's kind of crazy." <laughs> like, and he goes, "Damn." damn i have to walk over that bridge and he's like all right well good luck not like let me give you a ride yeah it's like good luck well i wouldn't want to go back over there yeah fair enough Uh, but the whole time i was thinking about this if you're in bear country and you go out there with firewood and a shovel like are you not concerned about bears like you don't have any of the like bear mace or whatever those like exploding things are to scare them off i don't know i think i think a fire typically would keep it away right like i mean if you're cooking food or like roasting marshmallows then that's a different story but like i I don't think that bears typically want to come up on a campsite i think i could be wrong don't take this as fact because i don't want to be responsible for someone getting mauled by a bear yeah (laughs) generally i'm like maybe have a backup well, absolutely, yeah. If you're you going to go out into the wilderness knowing that there are bears around, you should have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just going, hey, bear. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, bear. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to another story, shall we? This next one was posted four years ago by the user Ligamentary. I was watching my daughter's kids while she and her husband go out of town. They have a teenage daughter. Let's say her name is Alyssa. At like 3 a.m., I'm woken up by a weird rustling sound and look out the window and see movement. I saw a boy emerge from the bushes on the side of the house. I saw a bike tossed on the lawn that definitely wasn't ours. My first thought was that it was a burglar casing houses, but since he looked young and came through on a bike, I figured scaring him straight would be enough for him to decide to head home. Didn't want to ruin a teenager's life by calling the cops straight away. So I went out on the porch, flipped on the lights, and said, Can I help you? in my classroom voice. The guy looked surprised, but not nervous. He was wearing a Letterman-style jacket, but once I got a clear view of him in the streetlights, he seemed much older than my granddaughter. Gruff, and more wiry than athletic. He walked up closer to the house and said, Yeah, I'm looking for Alyssa. I gave him a disapproving glare, hoping he'd realize he came looking for a girl late at night and a grumpy old person answered, it's time to split. I'm thinking what must have happened is Alyssa knew her parents were going out of town and maybe before she knew I'd be staying over, told a secret older boyfriend to come over. It was late and I was alone with several kids, so I didn't want him coming any closer to the house. I also thought it was weird he came so late and wanted to be sure Alyssa actually wanted to talk to him. So I said, I'm sorry, who? And he said, Alyssa, you know, Alyssa, last name. This is her house. I thought he knew her full name. They must be at least friends. I said, you wait there. 
He started to walk up and I felt a sick burning in my gut. Instinct kicked in. I yelled, no, stop, freeze, and then readjusted and said, you stay right there. This is private property. Don't take a step closer. Wait there. So I go in and Alyssa is asleep just one room over from where the wrestling first occurred. And I wake her up and say something to the effect of, I don't know what the big idea was to have your friends over this time of night, but you tell them to go home. She has no clue what I'm talking about. I say, there's a guy outside asking for you. Confused, she gets up and goes to the window, sees him, and goes white as a sheet. She said, he asked for me? Yeah. By name? Yes. Call the police. I've never seen him in my life. Oh my god. I called 911 immediately. But as I was on the phone with them, Alyssa started tugging at my arm. He's coming up. I had younger kids in the house to think about, so I kept the door latched and pulled it just open enough for the latch and yelled, I asked my husband and none of us know an Alyssa last name. Leave my property or I'm calling 911. He got angry and started yelling for her to come out. Thankfully, the police came pretty quickly, and when he heard the sirens, he grabbed the bike and ran off. I watched where he was running, and he jumped into the passenger side of a car without headlights or front plates and sped off. The police followed in the same direction once I pointed them out, but they didn't get him. They advised us to take all her social media details offline if she was sure she didn't know this person, and said they'd had a couple similar reports recently and were looking into it. I got a heavy-duty lock, and she slept in my room for the remainder of my visit. Dude, that's terrifying. Yeah. This is grandma? It seems, yeah. Dude. Yeah, the ball's on grandma to go out and be user-teacher voice. Yeah, right? That's terrifying that this, yeah. this like older but also kind of younger guy is like out there with a bike and a letterman jacket. Like That's pretty off-putting. Just at to like, three in the morning. Well, yes, at three in the morning, and and that's definitely a red flag. But also, like, think about the like thought process behind those decisions. I mean, because clearly he had a car. He had he had a getaway driver and a car with no license plates. But he came up to the house close, right next to her window. One, two, on a bike, and three, wearing a Letterman jacket. Two of those things are very innocent. Yeah. And so, if a parent or a grandparent does come out of the house and say, hey, who are you? What are you doing? They it, know the it last just, name. It just looks like a young kid who's coming to like, you know, canoodle with his girlfriend late at night when the parents aren't home. It doesn't look like someone who's like literally coming to kidnap this girl. Yeah, it makes your gut twist. Yeah. And the fact <sighs> and that she looked no... out the window and she goes, I don't know that person, call the police. Yeah, <laughs> like turns white as a sheet. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of shit that just makes you want to get a gun, you know? <laughs> and the fact that he had a, a car ready to go. With no plates and no headlights on. Yeah, it was planned by two people. Yeah, and he got in the passenger side, so he wasn't driving. That's what I, that's what I mean, like two people. Right. And the fact that the cops were like, yeah, we've gotten similar reports in the area. Yeah, they're trying to do it to somebody else. It's terrifying. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is... Don't go outside at 3 a.m. Yeah. for anyone. What the hell? Yeah. I guess Unless all you the have creepies, like a shotgun. All the creepies come out past 11. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they, they're, they're they around exist at all time. times of day. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. But they're extra creepy at that hour, apparently. Yeah. God. Yeah, I have another creepy one like that, too. So I thought this was going to go paranormal, though, when you said 3 a.m. I was like, oh, it's the witching hour. No, we've got we've got let's not meet, not like the ghosty the stuff. I don't yeah. know if they commingled. 
So I like, don't know. Let's maybe not sometimes. meet the ghost again. I don't know. I guess the last one referenced skinwalkers, which could be paranormal-ish. But like, no, these are all just scary people, which is even scarier than the paranormal stuff, I think. Yeah. Also, the fact that the, this person was like coming up to the house after she already was like call 911. Yeah. Like the Did girl, she open the door? Who? The grandmother? Yeah. But kept it latched. Yeah. I think she like latched it and opened it just enough to be like, I'm calling the police. But then he didn't leave until he heard the yeah, sirens. Yeah, he got angry. Yeah, the balls. Yeah, the balls. Because, I mean, you have to just be confident, I guess, if you're going to go into that sort of thing. Because he came up there, like, saying, I'm looking for Alyssa, specific last name, you know, with a bike and a... I don't know. The bike and the Letterman jacket are really getting me. Like, that's yeah. that's giving, like, oh, I'm just a football player. Don't mind me. Yeah. That's spooky. All right, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this next one is also another creepy person at night, which is a theme I, yeah, I, I'm sensing. I, I feel bad for whoever's listening to this at night. By themselves. Like on their drive home. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh God, I see a camper right now. <laughs> oh God, no, I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, this one was posted one month ago by Internet Rat one which <laughs> it's a great username. is a relatable username. <laughs> I also identify as an internet rat. All right. So I have contemplated telling this forever because it sounds so not real, but I love this sub so much, so I've decided to share it here. When I was in high school, I worked at a local pizza hut and was a closing server. So after closing down the salad bar and mopping, I got out of there pretty late. I had this ritual of texting my dad when I was almost done to let him know I was almost home, but mostly it was to test and see if him and my mom were awake or not. If they weren't, I would take the long way home on the old country roads. I lived on a dog breeding farm 20 minutes outside of town, and I would smoke a joint or two and jam out. A dog breeding farm? Yeah. A farm of dogs? I guess, yeah. So he's like, I'll take the long way home and I'll smoke a joint if my dad doesn't answer me. Fair enough. Yeah. One particular night I decided to do this, I was riding along a back road about three or four minutes from my house. This is a road I know very well. My bus took this road my whole childhood. One thing to note about my area is I live in the deep woods of East Texas, so most people who own property put their houses about a quarter to half a mile back on their property and keep their exposed woods as basically a natural fence and defense. So while you can see a lot of driveways and mailboxes, you can see almost no houses, just woods with chunks taken out. As I'm driving, I come upon a toolbox, like the ones that sit up in the back of work trucks, smack dab in the middle of the tiny dirt road. I pull up to it and stop and open my door, stepping out, but not away from my car. As I take in my obstacle, I realize my headlights are not the only light in the road. There are headlights, small ones, coming up a driveway that was parallel with the toolbox. I sit back down in my car and close my door till only a crack is open, so that in a moment's notice I can close it, go off into the grass, and get the F out of there. A small riding wheel lawnmower comes out from the trees, and riding it is a man in a full clown suit and mask with a shotgun laid across his lap. He turns and looks directly through my windscreen and into my eyes and brings the shotgun up out of his lap. Now, I am a country boy, through and through. I can smell when I'm somewhere I'm not wanted. So before he even got the butt off of that thing to his shoulder, my car was in drive and in the side ditch of the road. I got out of there, 
threw my joint out, went home, crawled in bed, and never spoke about it again. I don't know what that guy was doing, seeing as this was probably 2018 or 19, so after the killer clown craze. Whether it was a dumb kid or some crazy backwoods man, Mr. Clown, let's not meet again, please. Jesus Christ, a full clown costume with a shotgun. With a mask, just riding a a lawnmower. And he looks right at you. Yeah, and starts to point the shotgun at you. And also, what's the toolbox doing in the middle of the road? I have so many questions. Get him to stop. Had to be, right? Oh, God. He's actively trying to get someone to stop so he can shoot them. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to scare him. It didn't sound like he actually pulled off a shot. Well, the guy was picking up the shotgun that was across his lap and putting it up to shoot at him. But the kid sped away before he could do that. You don't think if he really wanted to shoot him, he would try? I guess he could maybe, but I don't know. It's We'll never know, but it does kind of sound like maybe he was just trying to scare somebody. I mean, why else would you dress up in a fucking clown suit? Do you remember that? If he really wanted to kill somebody, why wouldn't you just like hide in the woods? Because people love to love the spectacle. They love the like fear of it all. They want to be the killer in a scary movie. I guess. People are fucking crazy. Why would you be in the woods in the middle of the night naked, crouched over? And, and throwing things into the water to make the person scared. I don't know. It's to get a, a, a Mentally reaction. Mentally ill? I don't know. It's mental illness, isn't it? <laughs> you That's what it all chalks up to, I guess. God, people are so scary. Well, when you're on this subreddit, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Do you remember the clown Yeah, dude, I remember. Craze? I remember seeing it and it was just like a fad where people yes. would dress up as clowns. Um, and try and scare people and then i'm pretty sure a few of them got shot yeah and they were like yeah maybe maybe we shouldn't do this well they were clowns like dressing up as clowns (laughs) as clowns (laughs) yeah and then walking down like residential streets or just down a random city street with like machetes or like other weapons or bats Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah a lot of people were just trying to scare people and it was just because they wanted to get a video taken of them and whatever but like some people were active crazy people who wanted to hurt people you Mm -hmm. know but yeah i do actively remember uh when we were in college it was like i think our sophomore year it was our sophomore year when all this clown stuff was happening and uh there was a video of a clown i think holding a bat or something like some kind of weapon walking down the street where like all of my classmates lived and, and people, I like, I had people send me a video, like personal, like people I had in my phone texted me a video of a clown walking past their apartment. Dude. It was literally like everywhere. No. Yeah, no, thank you. Terrifying. But they said that this was after the clown thing. They, I think they said 2018, 2019, which was like not that year, <laughs> you know? Well, maybe they caught onto the fad a little too late. Yeah, maybe they were just, they were just uh... a chuggy clown. Chuggy already Dude. sounds like a clown name. Right. <laughs> Chuggy the Clown. Chuggy the Clown. I mean, you know, it's just the boomers catch on later. Maybe it was a boomer. They were on a lawnmower. All right. You know, boomers <laughs> love to mow their lawn. Boomers love lawnmowers. They do. Okay. We've gotten off, yeah. off the rails here. All right. On to the next. This next story was posted two months ago by the user named CC8873. Back when I lived in the rural Midwest about 10 years ago, I lived in a house right off the highway. My house was right between one town and another, almost right on the county line. Our house had a big circle driveway. If you drove in the driveway, you would be going straight towards our barn. 
If you curved to the right, you could pull into our garage. If you went past the garage, you could circle around in front of the house and pull back out where you started. Our house had two large double doors in the front, which we rarely used. We always used the door that was inside the garage. One night, it was very late, my doorbell rang. My husband, my three-year-old daughter, and I were all asleep. It woke me up, and I thought maybe I was dreaming. It rang again. I woke my husband up. He thought I was hearing things until it rang again. It was very dark outside, but we have a dusk-to-dawn light, so most of the driveway is pretty lit up. Unfortunately, you can't really see the front doors unless you open the door and look out. You can open just one at a time, or you can open them both by using two latch-like things that are in the top and the bottom of one of the doors. My husband gets up and I follow him. He decides he is going to open the door. I want to call the cops, but because we live on the county line, we know it's going to be a while before they can get there. He opens the door to a girl, maybe early 20s. She looks normal, except for the fact that she's standing at my door in the middle of the night. I look past her, and her car is pulled into my driveway just off the road, not up to the house, not around the circle. She says she needs to use the phone. She says her car battery died, or something. She's not sure, but she can't get it to start. I told my husband, no fucking way. This is how horror movies start, and we offered to call the cops. Which would be the county sheriff. She asked over and over, but I am not letting her in. We tell her we will call, and she kind of stomps off. We watch her walk back to the car, maybe 50 feet away. I'm a bad judge of distance. I can see her car, I can see her. I call the cops. They say they will be there as soon as they can, about 15 minutes. They don't sound very concerned at all at this point, and I'm not really either. I mean, it's just a girl. She probably does have a dead battery. She opens the trunk. No lights come on. She rummages around in the trunk, and the driver's side door opens. Out steps a guy. Then the back passenger door opens. Out steps one more guy. No lights on. I can't hear anything. I can't hear them talking, and I can't tell what they are doing. They all get back in the car. Now at this point, maybe five minutes have gone by, and I am silently praying that the sheriff puts his foot on the gas and gets here quick, but I know it's going to be another ten minutes or so. I know they didn't get out of the car and walk past the house because they would have to walk right under the dusk to dawn light. I would have seen them. I think I see the driver light a smoke. That part I'm not sure about. Then I see something. Someone walking toward the car from the right, coming from the direction of the barn. It's a man. I have no idea who this man is. We don't have a neighbor for at least a mile, and he's coming from the back of my property, which ends in a creek. He walks under the dusk to dawn light straight to the car. He doesn't look at the house. He just walks to the car and gets in the back. The car starts up, and they slowly back out of my driveway and head north. So four men and this woman, and one of them came out of nowhere. And just got in the car. From the back of their property. Yep. The cop arrives about 10 minutes later, and at this point I am freaking out. They search around but can't find anything. Ask us if we have a license plate number, but they were parked too far away. They tell us to call if they come back. Sure, thanks buddy. My husband goes and gets his shotgun from the shop, which is on our property, and we try to go back to sleep. They never came back. I don't know who those people were, and I don't know what they wanted. Creepy people in a car without a dead battery, let's never, ever meet again. Yeah. That is I don't terrifying. Know. Yeah, I mean, these are these all seem like different ploys to entrap somebody. Yes, yeah. In some way. I didn't mean to have a theme, but we've got a theme. 
Yeah, the other thing is you have no idea how bad their intentions were. You don't yeah. know if they were trying to murder you or rob you or kidnap you. Have you just ever, have no idea. Have you ever seen the movie The Strangers? No. It is a terrifying movie. Uh, it's basically like, I, I don't remember exactly what it is, if the people are renting a house or if they're just like in a house that's not theirs. I don't know. But these, you know, strangers, quote unquote, come up to the house and they're like wearing masks and they get into the house and they literally just like torture these people and like they're not there to like just rob them like they're there to murder them badly um so this is kind of giving me strangers vibes a little bit jesus yeah wait so how did they get in in the movie yeah i don't know an open window or something oh the mask Um, thing is oh the, the masks in those movies are terrifying or in that movie yeah really scary anyway no but the fact that it's just the girl who comes up yeah she's like my car battery's dead then she goes out then three men get out of the car that's already a huge red flag crazy terrifying like ants yeah and then they sit in the car for like five minutes and then a random man from god only knows where comes from walking on the other side of your property just past the house doesn't even look in the house or anything gets in the car and they drive off with the quote-unquote dead battery sure i mean it's so clear that the intentions were not like hey can you help me get my battery started again it was obviously like we're going to either rob you or kill you but it's just really scary yeah you know my first thought was when she asked for the phone i mean what year was this this was like recent enough that I think cell it was phones posted, exist yeah i think it was posted like two months ago yeah i would be like okay i open my phone i guess maybe i shouldn't do this because then you'd have access to all my like to like my venmo no god but no i would be like uh, my first thought was like oh okay uh, you like slide your phone to the emergency thing and I'll just like throw it to her because my phone's a piece of shit anyway and I need a new one anyway. So it's convenient. <laughs> Steal it. I don't care. I guess in your case, sure. You know what? We'll put a tracker on it. We'll know where they are. No, but I, I think that that would be crazy to do, like to give them your phone. Yeah, that'd be, be a little wild. That'd be crazy to do. But honestly, like it's good to hear stories like this a little bit as terrifying as they are because as someone who is like incredibly agreeable and like people pleasy if i didn't know that these were like you know things that people did i I would be like yeah come inside (laughs) or maybe not come inside but like i would go outside to them i would like try to help them because like i want to help people like you know i have i'm i I try to be if it's a girl like right a young girl in her 20s especially especially if a young girl like came up to me you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like another like mid-20s girl i would immediately want to help them but clearly that's like so not the case all the time. You yeah. just have to be like careful. And it's it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. You never know. Do you remember that girl that uh you took home from the bar one time? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I came to pick you up and it was like late. Was that like was midnight. a different situation though. I was a completely different situation, but I do remember being like, Yeah, of course. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know yeah. what's going on. I ended up bringing pepper spray. Yeah. Well, okay. So what happened was I was bartending this young girl or, you know, my age girl comes 22. into the bar. She was probably mid twenties. I don't know. Yeah. doesn't matter. She came into the bar. She was having a terrible night. She was like, you know, kind of crying. She, her phone got stolen. She couldn't call an Uber. She was like really just not having a good time. And this man who was like super predatory, who was just like in the bar a lot. Um, the owner. I wasn't going to say that, but... We don't have to say where it was. I won't say what bar it was, so we don't have to know what place it was, so I don't get sued. But yeah, the owner came up to her 
and was being really, really creepy. And I have, I had seen them do this before and I, you know, it's just really gross. But this girl was very vulnerable at this point. Like she had no way to get home. She was crying, you know, whatever. And he's like, you know, holding her on her waist and being like, oh, where do you live, baby? Like, I'll take you home. Like all these gross, Mm -hmm. disgusting things. And so I was about to end my shift and I didn't know this girl, but like clearly she needed help. And so I was like, hey, like my boyfriend's coming to pick me up. You can, you know, drive home with me if you want. And she was so relieved in that moment. Like I could see how much she needed to hear that. And she's like, yes, please. Oh my God. And that was a lie on my point. Like Alex was not coming to pick me up. I had absolutely ridden my bike to work, but I I went to the back (laughs) and I called him and I was like, hey, here's the situation. Can you please come and pick me up and drive this girl home? And he was like, yeah, of course. But yeah, in a situation like that, you don't know who you're taking home or who's getting into your car, but this is a different scenario than like the story I just read. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just making the point like just to be safe, gonna be a little bit on the defensive. Yeah, no, you totally do. I mean, when you're dealing with a stranger, anything could happen, of course. But yeah, it's just so scary that people like know the safety in what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, people aren't dumb. Yeah, because they know that like a young woman asking for help is going to get help quicker than a random man in the middle of the night, you know, or like a young man coming up to the house with a bike and a letterman jacket is going to seem a lot more unassuming than like a creepy person pulling up with a car. (laughs) Like, it's just spooky. Why, you know? Well, hey, let's never meet again. Never meet. I'm just say it after everyone. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe. Oh my God, I'm looking at the comments. Because people like leave comments and the actual user responds to them. And they say, it reminds me of the movie The Strangers. It starts just like that. Creepy AF. And the the OP original poster said, oh God, I've never seen it. Not sure I want to now. And I just remembered that like, that is literally how the movie starts. So I hit the nail on the head. (laughs) It is like The Strangers. It's so scary. And people were asking like, did you know if they took anything? And she said, nothing, nothing was missing that we could ever find. People were like, maybe they were trying to steal things out of the barn. She's like, yeah, well, there was nothing taken from the barn. So it seems like these people were here for nothing good. Yeah. Anyway, on to the next. Oh, this one's creepy too. All right. This one was posted six years ago and the person who posted it deleted their account. So I don't know their username. I've told this story in other places and on other accounts before, but it bears repeating. One day, when I was an elementary schooler, I think probably third or fourth grade, I was awoken by my mom in a rush. She had overslept, and since she always woke me up in the morning, this meant that I, too, overslept. And now there was just no way I was going to be ready for school early enough to get on the school bus. If I recall correctly, school started at 8am, and my bus pickup time was 7am, but it was already like 6.40 or something, and I was still in my pajamas and hadn't even had breakfast yet. So my mom decided that today we would just tell the bus driver to go on ahead and she would take me to school, which would give me plenty of time to get ready. So I'm sitting there at the dining room table eating breakfast, still in my pajamas, and it's now about 6.50. We hear the bus pull up, about 10 minutes earlier than usual. My mom peeks her head out of the door into the foggy morning and waves the bus on. She closes the door and comes back inside, but the bus doesn't pull away. There's a knock on the door, and my mom opens it to find a man in a bus driver uniform. He explains that he's a substitute driver, because the regular driver called in sick. 
He says he knows he's a few minutes early since he wanted to get an early start on the route since he didn't know it well. Mom explains to him that she was going to take me to school since we woke up late. He gets visibly upset and says that he can wait a few minutes since he's already running ahead of schedule. My mom insists that no, I won't be ready to go in a few minutes and tells him to go on ahead. He seemed angry about this, but turned around and got back in the bus and left. I returned to eating my breakfast and still don't have my school clothes on at this point. But at 7am sharp, another bus pulls up to my house. Mom thinks this is weird and goes outside to talk to them. She comes back inside looking terrified, but doesn't really say anything about it, and tells me to finish getting ready for school. At the time, I didn't know what happened, but Mom would end up telling me a few years later. When she went to the second bus, she found that it was being driven by my regular bus driver, and it was full of all the other kids that are usually on the route. The other bus was empty, by the way. My mom asks the driver about the substitute driver and about him calling in sick. He said, I never called in sick. There is no substitute driver on my route. The driver immediately called dispatch in a panic and told my mom to go inside and call the police, which she did without me knowing. There was absolutely no one doing my driver's route that day. Whoever this was, was most likely a kidnapper who had targeted me. I never heard anything about it again, not even if someone else had ended up being picked up by this mysterious fake bus driver. But chances are, had I gotten on that bus, I would have never made it to school or back home. And if mom hadn't overslept on that specific day, I would have been on that bus. Wow. I got chills. I mean, this is terrifying. Dude, how do you be a parent in this world? <laughs> this is just <laughs> not the episode my intention, to listen to as a parent. <laughs> my intention with telling these stories was not to scare everyone into not wanting to have kids or have a life. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, or put them on the bus. Yeah. No, but it is, it's true. That's terrifying. Yeah, but it's like totally fucking doable. You know, like you could totally buy an old school bus and put on a uniform. Figure out the route. And yeah, if you're crazy oh enough. Oh my God. Crazy people have ways, unfortunately. And it seems like let's not meet if you're scared of people is maybe not the subreddit for no, you. No, <laughs> and this is not the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but it is insanely lucky that they just so happened to sleep in that day. Yeah. I don't know, but it does seem like within like your group of people, at least one person has a story like this. What do you mean? Like I bet if I asked my parents, like, oh, was there ever any kind of kidnapping attempt or something weird? I bet somebody had something happen. My mom was almost kidnapped. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. She was with a friend of hers. She was like also a child, um, probably elementary or early middle school age i think probably elementary school i don't know but she was walking with her friend uh i think from mcdonald's i think they had just gone to mcdonald's and they were walking home and a car pulled up alongside them and literally pulled the like we have candy in the car like come get in the car and my mom was like no and they just kept walking and they were like come in the car and they were like no and they ran in the opposite direction that the car was facing and they hid in a bush and then the car like I don't know if it circled it one more time or like just drove away, but yeah, they acted like my mom and my aunt like actively were tried to be lured into a car. See, case in point, <laughs> I guess case right. in point. But I guess that's why people now are like, hey, everything's scary. You can't well, have I the mean, same freedoms as we did that we did yeah. as a child, which is sucks. Like, well, I don't want to be scared for my kids to like be outside 
But like the reality of the situation is, is that there are crazy people out there who do really terrifying things, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I don't know about be outside, but like, you know. Well, I don't mean you gotta that be like, aware. as a blanket statement. I don't mean like be outside is terrifying. I just mean like in certain scenarios. Like I don't think I would let my kids like walk somewhere unattended, like down a road that <laughs> was secluded. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably not up until a certain age. Right, exactly. But- yeah like there's obviously it is kind of wild yeah it is kind of wild that people just let their seven-year-old like walk to school well that was the thing people just did that and and like in the 70s people just hitchhiked (laughs) like that wasn't a scary thing to people then yeah dude i don't know i guess you got to be aware but not crippled with anxiety about this stuff (laughs) i know i feel like i'm just like telling you scary stories and we're just like oh so it really (laughs) is the sky is is falling no it's gonna (laughs) fall on your kid oh god yeah but it it wasn't even like this kid was walking to school or Mm -hmm. something and a car pulled up alongside him it was like someone dressed up as a bus driver like bought an old bus or rented a bus and came up to the door and was like hey i'm i'm doing the the route for the bus driver and i'm just 10 minutes early because i'm 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 new to this route you know, scum. like if this kid didn't wake up late, he would have been outside and, the, and the, they wouldn't even had to have come up to the door and like ask the mom for permission. It would have just been like, get on the bus, kid. And he was in third grade. Of course he would have gotten the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of planning. There's so much planning Ugh. to all Ugh. of these. <laughs> Don't like it. Move on. I know. Yeah, I'll <laughs> move on. This one takes place in your favorite place. My favorite Costco. Yes. <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> yes. This was posted five years ago by user Myrtle Wilson. I don't remember how old I was, just that I was small enough to fit in the front baby seat of a grocery cart. That would put us in the very late 90s or early 2000s. I was grocery shopping with my mom at Costco. For those who don't know the chain, it's basically a huge warehouse where everything is sold in bulk. Food, clothes, books. It's basically a Walmart, but if Walmart sold cereal boxes in counts of three or frozen dinners by the dozen. It's a beautiful place. I mean, you don't have to describe Costco to me. (laughs) Yeah, you're well acquainted. I'm well aware. I go there on a weekly basis. My mom has a habit of pulling her grocery cart down to one side of an aisle in the store and then walking the length of the shelves, picking what she wants, and then coming back to the cart and dumping what she has in the basket. Interesting. I don't get why she does this, but hey, moms do weird things. So I may be four or five, sitting in the front basket playing my Game Boy Color when she pulls over next to a fruit display in Costco and tells me that she's going to look at the different deals and to sit tight. I wasn't a very fidgety kid, so I said, no problem. She's gone for a couple of minutes. I'm absorbed in my Pokemon, so I don't really notice her walk up until the cart starts moving. Being a kid, I instinctively trust that she's the one pushing the cart. I was wrong. After a moment or two, I catch out of the corner of my vision her red nails. This is a problem because my mom never paints her nails and never, ever wears them long. I look up. The lady pushing the cart is a little older than my mother, same curly black hair, but pulled into a ponytail at the nape of her neck. I still remember she had tanned Italian-type skin with thick red lips, a heavy coat of eyeliner and brown eyes. She was pretty skinny, Her teeth were yellowed, and she smelled like what I didn't realize until later was bad B.O. This wasn't my mom, and I said so, very loudly. She laughed and looked around and pushed the cart a little faster. I said it again, and she looked me dead in my eyes and said, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember the exact wording, Oh, sweetie, what game are you playing? I am your mom. So the way Costco is set up, 
at least ours, is that in the produce area, instead of aisles, they're more spread out like islands. It's a large square setup that you can see the entire length of the produce section if you walk in that area. So of course, I can see my actual mother a few displays away. As loud as I could, I remember yelling, Mom! And watching her whip her head around to look at me, right as this lady is trying to cover my mouth with her hand. I don't know if she decided then I wasn't worth it because I was so noisy, or if looking at my mother charging from a few displays over, in parentheses, a side note, my mom is not a petite woman. She's built like a linebacker and played roller derby and softball throughout college, up until I was about 10. She's more of an ox than a human woman. <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about her. <laughs> but anyways, this woman squeezed her hand around my little face once and then booked it. Oh my god. Also, ox mom? <laughs> thank, shout out ox Thank mom. god for ox mom. Dude, if this was my child, I would have beat the shit out of this woman. <laughs> Are you kidding? You lay your hands on my kid? This episode Ooh. is making you very violent. Dude, I swear to God. I don't know what it is. Like when it's not, when it's about your kid, you, yeah. I don't even have a kid. Yeah. My hypothetical child. Right. Like I get violent quickly. <laughs> well, like, if when they're in danger. Like, yeah. When you, yeah. I mean, when you feel like your kid's in danger, I have to imagine I don't even have one. Right. I have a hypothetical kid. Oh yeah. I'm like violent like this. Yeah. Yeah. And Ox you know mom I mean? was charging up. Ox mom As she, meant business. She should. Yeah, you're trying to kidnap my kid. My mom comes running up to me and starts asking me a million questions at once, and my little brain thinks all of a sudden that I'm in trouble for using my outdoor voice because she looks mad, so I start to cry. By the time she calmed me down, the lady was already gone, and reporting her to the head of security did bupkis. <laughs> yeah. I like that word. The store never found her inside, and the security cam footage showed her leaving, but never with anyone else. Don't know why she picked me, or what it would have been for, but I'm just glad my real mom ended up scaring her away and that nothing became of it. So to the lady who tried to kidnap me from Costco produce section, claiming to be my mother, let's not meet again. Yeah, that's so scary. It was in the middle of a busy Costco. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking about this when I read this story initially. So many like kidnappings or like trafficking stories happen in places like Costco or like in a really busy place. Yeah, like like in a mall. Malls are huge places for like trafficking or concerts or sporting events. Like places where there are a lot of people that are not focused on like anyone you. in particular. Yeah, person. anyone in particular. That's where kidnappings happen. So it kind of does make sense. Yeah. I don't know. But I was thinking that in Costco, you have to go past like the receipt checking people. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Hang on. You have like, to go past the receipt person in Costco. I Hey, I, it's my favorite place on earth. I know it well. You would have to go by the checkout. You know, I would imagine a fairly busy checkout. You don't have anything. And well, you're if, still in if the they, cart. let's say they took everything out of the cart and they walked out without having to go by the checkout person. They just walk in the entrance or walk out the entrance because they have nothing you in their cart. You still have to walk by somebody because there's someone at the entrance like checking shit. Right. But also there are so many people in there and you have to walk by a lot of people yeah so i think this woman was just banking on the fact that she could you the know kid would be quiet yeah the kid would either be too wrapped up in their game and just like think it's their mother because it like kind of resembled her mother you know like same curly black hair then they just wow. wouldn't notice or even if they were crying they wouldn't like actively be like this is not my mother help you know yeah oh boy people are scary i know 
it's just like now you like lose your kid in the grocery store and just have an immediate panic yeah actually i was reading the comments of this one earlier and someone wrote in the comments that like a similar thing happened in their costco um where a kid got like kidnapped in the costco and they like got to the employees and they shut down the costco like they locked it down and they found the kid in the bathroom with its haircut and different clothes on dude yeah that is terrifying yeah so the person got out yeah so the person like saw that it was you know going into lockdown knew they couldn't get out with the kid so they probably just left the kid in there and they had already cut its hair and changed its clothes and like got out once it reopened oh my god that's terrifying oh it's a scary world i did i think i I, is this the last one (laughs) that's the last one okay i was like i'm i've had enough You just keep piling on. I'm sorry. The horrors, all this like scary shit, man. I mean, good thing they locked it. They locked down the Costco. Good mm-hmm. for Costco. I know that's what they said. You know, They're I like, just... thank God Costco slays. Well, they didn't slay in the in the story that you just told. Well, because they didn't have to, because Ox Mom slays. No, they said they reported her to security and did bub kiss. Oh well, they said that they couldn't like find her, and they also like. She didn't leave with anyone, so there was nothing they could really do. Can you charge somebody with a crime for that? Is that like attempted kidnapping? Probably. If they like caught someone and they had proof, probably. I would hope. Of like footage. But I I doubt that would like result in anything super bad for them. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, hey, I guess I like Costco that much more. That they were able to lock down the Costco for the second one? Yeah, I I mean, if there's a kid missing... Lock the shit down. Oh, yeah, totally. I'll get my bananas another time. Well, you wouldn't be able to leave. That's actually a great thing for me. You're like, wait Can a minute. Can I still shop I while love I'm that. locked down? Yeah. You're like, oh, no, don't. You can walk around. You don't, don't have to don't stand make still. Me. <laughs> You're like, no. Don't make me. Don't put me in a lockdown Costco. Oh, please. Is, what, how's the, is this rotisserie chicken fresh? <laughs> Gotta make I, light. I, I, try to, I have to make light of something in this sea of anxiety here. I, I fear I've traumatized you this episode. A little bit. <laughs> You know, we tell scary stories every single week. What is it about this week that has really gotten to you? I don't know. I've I've said the gun thing before, but I mean, it's just like when you know that the cops are X minutes away and you have four men or, you know, whatever threat that could kidnap you, kill you, yeah, whatever your family like it just it makes me it gives you a, it makes me want to you know have something to safety you know yeah i do understand the situation yeah there are certain scenarios in which having something like that would be comforting to know that you are at, at the very least even if you're not actually planning on using it you have a layer of defense that like you can threaten with you know yeah. and that'll give them a, a bit of pause at the very least yeah. so i can i can understand that yeah um, because you know like where my mind goes is like I'm a dad. Yeah. And I have two kids. Right. And now there's this like group of men that are going to come and kill my family in front of me. Yeah. Like, that, and that's now I can't do anything about horrifying it. Horrifying thought. You know, even if you aren't violent in like uh, normal situations, you're just, just like a normal person, you could become violent incredibly easily under the right circumstances. Oh, yeah. If, if the option here is my life or their life and they're like trying to kill me, like, yeah, of course I'm going to go down fighting. I'm going to give it everything I've got because I obviously you have a will to live and also you have an instinct to protect your family and your children or your loved ones. Like, that's very obvious. Like, that's not, I don't think, controversial at all. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is my point. It's like, 
I feel like most people would say something like, oh, I'm not capable of murder. I'm like, yeah, you are. It's just like, <laughs> all right, chill. you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're saying. Somebody just has to threaten somebody you love. No, no, of course, of course. You know? Yeah, but that, I mean, not like murder per se, but like self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know. <laughs> you're like, no, I'll murder you someone. <laughs> still have to like go to court and prove no, that. I'm, I'm joking. Um, no, I <laughs> No, I, like, I, I'll do it. <laughs> right he's joking everyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's fine um but that was our very first let's not meet i don't know if we'll ever do it again yeah i don't know i think i feel like i don't want to meet the let's not meet subreddit again this is really scary i'm sorry i'm giving you nightmares now we we got a clown guy we got um naked man group we have naked man (laughs) that was so random and terrifying i know and then we have uh two separate groups of four men yeah i I trying to kidnap somebody or whatever i didn't mean for that to happen but here we are i think if nothing else people hear these stories and if they ever find themselves in a situation similar to this where their gut is like oh i don't feel good about this then they don't engage you know like they Mm. wouldn't let that woman into their house who had a dead car battery they would call the cops like that couple did or if they see a car parked in the middle of the road at night and they're in a secluded area blocking the whole road yeah then you don't Mm -mm. try to get past it and know that you can't you just turn around and drive the other direction like you just don't mess with things like that and i think that's cool to know that you can just say nope you can just nope out of there dude but i know for the people for the camper one i definitely would have been like oh god like is it gonna take me another 10 minutes to get home like that thought would cross my mind right (laughs) or i mean just knowing who you are as a person like you care about people and you like helping people and if you saw someone slumped over in their front seat and they had potentially gone into a car accident or like were having a medical emergency like you're the type of person who would want to help them and like that's scary to me (laughs) you know yeah get involved yeah you are you are a person who like gets involved and like tries to actively help people so like yeah dude I i remember one specific instance in college where Somebody was skateboarding to class uh-huh. and they, I think they dropped their phone. Like they dropped something like decently important uh-huh. as they were skateboarding. Oh, you chased them? <laughs> and I chased them down. Were you there for that? No, you told me about this. Yeah, but I, I like literally watched it happen and I just watched everyone walk by right. and I go, nobody else is going to fucking do this. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, like I have to be at class. But I mean, this, I mean, they're never going to find their phone. You're like annoyed at how kind you are. Yeah. I'm like, like, God, uh, now it's on me. I'm like, "Ah, I know I'm, I'm a, I'm the person who's going to do this. So like I picked up their phone and sprinted them down because they're on escape. They were going at a nice clip, you know, (laughs) that's very kind. So yeah, I might've gotten out of the car. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think in that scenario, you very well might've, and that's scary. But hey, hearing stories like this, maybe you wouldn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? I'd be like, hey, good luck. Hey, I'll, do, I'll be the the um the guy who saw the naked man watch the college student go by <laughs> yeah. and be like, good luck. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, buddy. Yeah, literally. Oh God. Yeah, but... I definitely would have drove that kid. <laughs> yeah, I I think I would have been like, yeah. hey, don't do that. And if yeah. you do, let's wait for the cops to arrive and they can take you. You know. Something. Anyway. Uh, let's get out of this spooky, scary Reddit let's not meet and let's talk about something nice. What is your good thing? <laughs> you like that? That was a good transition? Great transition. Thank you. Um, I can go first. You go first. Cool. Aside from my lovely sister's wedding, that was so fun, I received 
a fun Christmas gift that I'm excited about. Um, and I'm currently wearing it. Uh, it's a pair of cow slippers. Oh. They just bring me so much joy. Who, who'd have thunk that a silly pair of cow slippers could really, really just do it for me? Spice it up. They look great. They're so cute. What did we name them? Moosifer. Moosifer. Moosifer and like Melinda. Melinda. <laughs> It is now. I love Melinda. <laughs> Melinda and Musifer. Stupid. See, it's like you could just have so much fun with some cow slippers. I know. So those are that's my good thing. I have them on my feet and they're keeping it warm. Anyway, fair enough. What's yours? Oh, um, my good thing this week is that throughout our sickness, we've been doing a lot of soups. Oh, and, so many uh, soups. I made this peanut butter ramen. That was actually incredibly good. I fucked it up the first time I made it. I think I put in half the broth you were supposed to, so it just was way too strong. The first time you made that soup, it was not a soup. It was a paste. Yeah, it was a paste. (laughs) And you also put like double or triple the amount of like turmeric or whatever. Turmeric. I hate when... I know it's turmeric. I'm never going to say turmeric. I'm going to say turmeric forever. Anyway, you put (laughs) turmeric... Turmeric for life. Um, He put that spice in far too much and it, it was it was like gritty almost yeah like it was just it, it would stain your teeth yellow you know what i mean yeah it was not great we ended up throwing it out but yeah i took uh, one bite and i was like it's good <laughs> it's like mm, you tried so hard tasty yeah and the, then i was like i'm sorry i can't pretend this is really bad <laughs> yeah that's fair uh but the point was i did it well this time you did it really and it well. was actually really really good it was um and I think it helped our illness in some capacity. Yeah, like if you brought that to me in a plastic bag in like a Tupperware container and you were like, I got takeout, I'd be like, yep, checks out. Really? Was that good? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Okay. All right. Hey, I mean, I did all right. I did all right this time. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, that was my good thing. Good. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to look at all the pictures we post of all the stories we talk about, check us out on Instagram at notsaythe underscore podcast. If you would like some bonus episodes, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash nottodaypodcast. We've got merch at nottodaypodcast.myshopify.com. If you or anyone you know has a story of survival or something like the Let's Not Meet stories we've been chatting about, send it to knowtodaypodcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll talk about them on an upcoming listeners episode. We have a TikTok that is not today podcast and a Twitter that is not today podcast, but the T on the end of podcast is a three. Because that makes sense. And just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>